Hey, it's Cameo, and welcome. Just like you, I wear many hats, and sometimes I feel overwhelmed by the demands of everyday life. And there was a time when I felt lost, stuck, and unsure of how or where to start the transformation that I needed. And that's why we're here, to share experiences, lessons, tools, and tips for shaking up your life and living for you. I'm glad you're here, so let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the Cameo Show. I'm your host, Cameo, and today I want to talk about something that I think is extremely relatable if you are a parent, and that is the subject of mom guilt. But I don't want to limit it to just moms, because I know dads in their own right, or parent figures of any form, feel this level of guilt that's extremely universal. So I'm going to say mom guilt, but please know that I mean just the guilt that we feel as we are navigating the world of being a parent or a leader for our children. I'm a young mom. Our daughter was born when I was 22, and she's now 18, and our son is 13. So our kids are older now, but I had them when I was pretty young, and Things have changed over the years, and the way that I feel mom guilt is a little bit different in different variations, but it's an ongoing process of reminding myself that I'm doing the best that I can in any given situation, at any age, and from day to day, quite honestly. When our kids were born, social media wasn't really a thing, and so I have a lot of compassion for moms who are new or parents who are new in today's day and age. That makes me sound really old, like an old grandma back in my day, but I mean it because I think social media and I'm not demonizing it because I love it, but I think it adds a level to this guilt that we feel as parents that I didn't have to experience when my kids were toddlers at least. But I still think that we all experience the same type of guilt. And today I want to narrow it down to just kind of three overarching types of guilt that we feel as parents and make some suggestions or offer some ideas that helped me or continue to help me. Because again, like I said, I don't know that it ever goes away. It just keeps rearing its ugly head, this guilt that I feel from time to time and revisiting me. And so sometimes I'm able to zip it, pipe it, be done with it because I have the tools or the experience now or the awareness that maybe I hadn't in the past. And sometimes I still can't, like sometimes I still can't kick it. So the first topic I want to talk about is this mom guilt comparison trap. And this is where social media, I think, makes it trickier for moms, especially with young kids this day and age, seeing these moms on social media doing it all and looking so great doing it with a clean house and clean kids and everything's beautiful. And we all know that's just not the reality. So in my experience, though, social media wasn't a part of it. And I still felt that way. I still felt this comparison as a new mom, because I was new and I didn't really know how to show up in the world as a mom. 
early on. And so I can just remember going to the grocery store with Faith when she was a toddler and sometimes she'd be in a good mood and sometimes she wasn't in such a great mood and sometimes she wanted a banana while we were in the store and other times nothing would satisfy her. But I remember even at that time, no phone or social media included that I would look around and sometimes see like these other women or parents who had it together, like their kid was well-behaved sitting in the cart. They had the thing. So it kept all the germs away and the kid was playing with a toy, happily engaging with their parents and not throwing a fit. I'm not, if faith is listening, I'm not saying she always threw fits in the grocery store. It's just an example, but they would look put together and responsible. And here I am feeling like, I'm in sweatpants and barely made it out the door. Maybe I have on the same shoe. I have on no makeup, a messy bun. My kid, Faith or Ben, might be throwing a fit. And like feeling this pull toward comparing myself to like what I should be and how I should be presenting myself as a mom and then what I really was. Today with social media, we see it all the time. But I think as difficult as that makes it, it's also becoming more common to understand that like that's a highlight reel, right? We get to pick and choose what we post. It's sometimes filtered. We aren't all showing up on social media posting the moments when our kids are having meltdowns in the grocery store, right? Or when we're not looking so hot or when the house is a mess or whatever the case may be. We get to pick and choose a little. So, I mean, there's good and bad there with the social media in this topic, But like out in the world, in the real world, you don't really get to pick what's happening in any given moment or how your kid's behaving or who's tired and cranky or how you're looking. Like maybe you ran out of time and you don't look that awesome or you don't feel good or you don't really care. That's an option too. But then looking around and seeing a bunch of people who look more put together or more responsible, just the idea of comparing ourselves. I mean, you get it, right? I think one of the things that helped me back in the day was realizing that like, This is just a blip in time. So this mom might look put together when she comes to the grocery store and her kids well behaved, but like maybe yesterday that might not have been the case or that we're out at our kids events and this mom always looks like she's ready and she's got the snacks and everything's perfect and she never forgets anything. And she's got the sunscreen and the kids always got the eye black on and like, you know what I'm saying? And you're sitting over there like, damn, I forgot my kids water again. They're like dehydrated. I didn't put any sunscreen on them. I I, I'm wearing two different shoes. I barely got out the door. Like in real life, just recognizing that like, we're all human. We all have our moments and that's a blip in time not to compare and judge ourselves and how we're doing based on how we see everyone else appear to be doing in that moment. Stop feeling guilty for showing up in the best way that you can, in the moment, in the circumstances. There's no reason to feel guilty. Easier said than done. Mom guilt number two is this idea of self-care, self-care guilt, self-interest guilt, that if I want to do something for myself or I need time for myself, I'm selfish and I should feel guilty for asking for it. And maybe I'm not worthy of it. Like my priority is my kid and my family first and then me. And sometimes I still feel that way. And I definitely felt that way early on as I was adjusting to mom life. And I think it's hard not to, because I think sometimes we feel like I'm a big girl. I can take care of myself. So I've got to make sure everybody else is taken care of first. They can't maybe do it for themselves or it's my job. 
And then if I have time, I'll get to me. And if I put me first, then I'm neglecting everyone else. And that's just not the case. It's just not the case. In fact, it's the opposite. We shouldn't feel guilty for wanting to make sure that our needs are met. We shouldn't feel guilty for asking for time alone. We shouldn't feel guilty for having our own interests and our own hobbies and our own goals. In fact, we should flip that narrative. And instead of feeling guilty, feel empowered and proud about it. You're also showing your children and your family that it's okay to prioritize yourself. You would want that for them. As they grow up, I can attest to that. I want that for my kids, that they don't feel guilty for saying, I need some time alone. Like I need a day to just lay in bed and read or watch some shows. And that's what their friends, like that's, they're not parents yet, obviously, but that's what their friends are with us as their parents. Like I just need some time. There's nothing wrong with that. I think where we mess up is we feel like we can't ask for it and we feel unworthy. And then we get frustrated when nobody just kind of offers, Hey, you need some time. Hey, you want to spend some time working on that, whatever that is to you. So one of the things that's really made an impact in our household is just stepping around the guilt for a second and going to Greg, going to your spouse, going to your partner, going to your kids even and saying, Hey, I need about 30 minutes. Are are you good to play here? Are you good to take the kids for a minute so that I can go for this run or whatever it is? It doesn't even matter what it is. It's just the fact that you have to step around the guilt and not let it trap you in this moment of you can't have that. You're not worthy and just communicate what your needs are. And then you can show up better. Then you don't feel guilty for not being the best version of yourself when you are with everyone and you're wandering off wishing you had time or feeling frustrated, step around the guilt, communicate what you need and don't feel bad for taking it. Listen to yourself. You're worthy. You need it. You're still a human being. You can still prioritize your family and take care of yourself without the layer of guilt. And number three, I think is something that we talk about with a lot of our guests. It's something that I still quabble with and this has taken many different forms for me. It's this idea of guilt around balancing work and home life. When our kids were little, I worked outside of the home and I remember feeling this really strong amount of guilt and shame and sadness that I was away at work for so many hours, sometimes, you know, 10 to 12 hours with drive time. And I would come home and feel so tired and exhausted and not have much left to give to my family, my kids, not much time, not much energy and feel so guilty about that. And I know a lot of people are in that situation and it's hard. I now work from home and my kids are older and they need me in different ways now, but I still struggle with that because my home and work are kind of blended. It's like a blurred line. As I sit here recording this podcast, I'm in my home office. It's not always easy to shut it off and walk out in the kitchen to do dinner with my family and not think about work, whether it be our mortgage company or this podcast or my book or whatever is going on. It's difficult to come home from work, to be stressed about work, to leave your home office and go out into your family area and be present. And then what happens is we're not really fully present in either role, right? Because then when I'm working, I feel guilty for not being available with my kids or my husband, specifically my kids, especially when they're home on the weekends or home after school. 
And then when I leave the office and I go do dinner, I feel guilty because maybe I didn't get everything done or I'm thinking about a hundred other things that I need to do that are work related and I'm not fully present in either space. So what has helped me tremendously over the years, and again, I still struggle with all of these things, but I'm at least a little bit more equipped with some of the awareness and some of the tools to practice and a lot of reps here. So it gets a little easier the more you practice, right? But over the years, what has helped me with this particular subject of work and home is that I try to be present where I'm at and be very intentional with my time. So if I'm working, I try to put on that work hat and stay very focused and not allow any of the outside guilt or other things that are going on, not even kid related, but just anything outside of what I'm doing. I try to keep it out of that space. That's not always realistic. I understand you get interrupted. There are other things that need your attention. But what I mean is overarching. When I leave this office, I try to take off that work hat and put on my mom and my mom slash family hat and go out and be very engaged and intentional in that role in that time, like really dedicated to that. I don't always do it great. I I definitely not claiming that I get it right every time, but I try not to be on my phone. I try not to check my email. I try not to take a work call unless it's absolutely necessary. I try to be present with the kids I know they try to be present with us. You know, it's, it's all in all of those little moments that you are working on being together. Guilt doesn't have any place there. Like it's already hard enough. The guilt is just taking up space. So as I said, the thing that helps me now and has helped me tremendously over the years is trying to make sure that back then I would pull in the garage and I would take a deep breath and I would kind of like let the work day go. There's nothing more I can do or say about the work day at this point. I'm home. I'm going to go in and engage with my kids and help them with their homework. And they were little then, so they needed more of me. And now I leave this office and I take off this work hat and I try to stop thinking about everything and my to-do list and go out. And if we're doing family time, do family time. Compartmentalize. I know that's not always realistic and maybe that's not the right way to do it, but that's something that has helped me. So those are just three out of all the many ways that we feel guilt as parents and mom guilt. And I don't know that there's ever like a day that we don't, right? But at least with some awareness, with some tools, some ideas on how to squash it, squash the guilt, silence the guilt, quiet it a little bit, at least make it less prominent. We can find better balance, better harmony in our lives and feel more empowered and confident in our ability to show up for our kids and for ourselves without a layer of guilt that just doesn't belong. So whether it's comparing yourself to others, this guilt of wanting time for yourself, self-interest and self-care, or finding harmony between work and home life, I hope that these tools or ideas serve you well. They really have helped me. I didn't make them up. I heard them from someone else and now I'm just passing them on, hoping that they'll make a difference in your life like they've made in mine. Hey yo, congratulations on investing into yourself and your growth. I hope you found this episode to be beneficial and feel proud of yourself for showing up. If you found this episode helpful, please consider sharing with someone else who may benefit from it too. I'd love to hear from you, so hit me up on all socials, at Cameo Elise Braun. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow for new episodes and updates. Also, it's super important to mention, this is intended for entertainment and education through experience. None of it is fully known to be fact, 
and is not a replacement for professional advice from a therapist or doctor. Thank you so much for being here with me and be sure to thank yourself for showing up.